got a lot to record, so. Yeah. yeah. Tear, tear another time. Tear, that's, is that yeah, the next but James Bond film? Is that another James Bond film, Tear Another Time? No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no tears for fears. <laughs> it, we, we should work up a fake uh, uh, movie, whatever it's called, poster for that. Definitely. <laughs> with, you, with you guys as, like, you know, in the poster. Like, yeah. <laughs> Stars, do you want to be Halle Berry? Uh, that's cool. all I'm going to ask. <laughs> Uh, no, I clearly want to be Michelle Yeoh. Okay, fair enough. I think Stars and I should do a Charlie's Angel parody. (laughs) That would go over real well. Yes, but how easy that'll be without us in the same room. Only modern Charlie's Angels with Patrick Stewart as uh, Bosworth. (laughs) Oh, yeah, is that? You know, that's new. That's new Charlie's Angels. That's not not the McGee one. one. Anyway, welcome to uh, yeah, Star Trek, 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 Charlie's Angels Trek. Um, Where we're reviewing, yeah, I was going to say, we're reviewing Charlie's Angels today. Yeah, kind in a way we kind of are, except there's only two of them and they do a really bad job at it. Uh, Voyager's time and again from season one of Star Trek Voyager, uh, with the Janeway and Paris uh, special Temporal Paradox, second Temporal Paradox episode we've had in two episodes here on Star Trek Voyager. But this one was written by uh, David Kemper, who also wrote Peak Performance, and yes, call him up by name. People yes. need to know who yeah. did this. <laughs> it's your that fault. guy wrote really Peak Performance wow. and The Enemy, which is the uh, Geordie. He gets stuck on the planet, isn't he? That's a great episode. Yeah, yeah Golden Core. Yeah, and the Golden Core. Yes. Yeah, with the the Centurion. Yeah, yeah, he's fucking cool. Now this episode was wow. directed what, by what Climb Down. I know. We're directed by Les Landau, who is he's done so much Star oh. Trek. Loads. Yeah. He's done like Encounter of Farpoint, Ensign Row, Unification, Time Zero, uh, Broken Link, Heroes and Demons, Virtuoso. Loads. He's he's basically been a staple of Star Trek lore, and I think this is not his best work. Um God, where <laughs> do we start with this? I think we all started off going like Oh yeah, this episode isn't as bad as I remember, and then we all finished it kind of going, "This was awful." What? Why? What happened? When I tell people I like Voyager, <laughs> I'm thinking of like Paris on the planet uh, in the episode Galaxy, pulling these deep emotions out of Tuvok and really great dialogue. And then people watch Voyager, and it's Tom Paris talking to some bratty ten-year-old who's like, "I'm writing about you in my school paper," and it's like, "Oh, this is this is why people You're don't imposters. like Voyager." <laughs> Yeah. You did it. And so you did it. okay, you're asking about where we start with with this episode, right? Okay. Start with that kid. Oh my god. No, let's not start with the kid. Let's see the best for last. Surely <laughs> that guy's gonna win an Oscar. Um, you might already have. I, I have to bring up a problem I have, right? Which is I hate when Star Trek does time travel episodes where time travel serves no thematic purpose. I mean, because the idea... what is the point of the time travel aspect to this story, other than to have the kind of neat paradox reveal at the end? But there's no, like, you have two stories here. You have a time travel story where you get sent back a a, a day in the past. You you have your Omega Thirteen moment where it's mm. like you know enough time to redeem a single mistake, and then on the other hand, you have nuclear power is dangerous, and these two <laughs> yeah. should go together, but they don't. Because you don't bother to tie them together thematically at all. The time travel is just a device to make Janeway and Paris look suspicious and put them in a situation where they don't have any technology to use. It's like you know, good time travel episodes like Cause and Effect or Magic to Make the Sainz Man Go Mad. You, it's all about character development, about theming, about repetition, about what we can use to break out of the cycles of our lives. And here it's like 
we just we're here in the past i guess so i, I think the the idea from the, the episode what they wanted to do was get a bit more paris and janeway action going on because they're still in the early thread where they were trying to maybe play them as potential lovers which i'm glad they didn't do yeah but and there's so much chemistry going on here there's really not a lot of chemistry with anyone in this episode everyone's kind of you know we're, we're three episodes and everyone's kind of bored already like even <laughs> there's some decent chemistry between uh, the kid and that massive temporal bomb that kills him i think <laughs> yeah there's a lot of techno babble Pretty explosive chemistry one might say <laughs> there's a lot of like kess looking forlorn into the distance trying to be all mysterious oh, and dude. weird um yeah by the way uh the kid it was called brady blum uh the last thing he acted in was an apocalypse Wait, nerds no, no. in 2015 that is not his actual character name is it no that's his no his is that's the actor that played him brady blum okay right right i was gonna say the kid's name no is Latika. Way to that planet. yeah Right, yeah, whatever. I've already forgotten. Uh, he's done a lot of stuff. He was the voice of Christopher Robin and a lot of Winnie the Pooh, and then he stopped acting in, in 2015 for unrelated reasons. I don't know. Apparently time and again, and he was like, you know what, I've got to pack it in. Oh, he's married right, most known on. for playing Billy and Dumb and Dumber. There you go. <laughs> Before we dive into the kid, which is probably going to be the bulk of this That's review. That's the worst phrase yeah. anyone's ever said. Can we carry on? Um, <laughs> Sorry. I, I do like the time travel, because... Well, I don't like it. I think it's fine because yeah. the paradox reveal is literally the only enjoyable part of this episode for me. I, I mean, yeah. like enjoyable as in not ironically because it's it, terrible. It, it's the only man. part of it that shows any kind of ingenuity and it plays around with the the fun, the temporal dynamics. But it's like the fact that you have two parts of the storyline where one is about you, know, you want to tell a kind of allegory about nuclear power and the other one is a time travel device where you have the opportunity to like go back a day and fix a mistake. And then you don't use it to talk about either of those things. You spend 45 minutes waffling on about subspace fractures and mm. about Polar fucking, energy. are you guys spies from the government? Like, who yeah, cares? Tell those... an interesting story about either of these things. Yeah, there but would the, you have the rather... The ingredients are here. Would you have rather the kid had more dialogue instead of the nonsense uh, from the... They've done a complete rewrite. I would have done a complete rewrite. Mm. <laughs> like, there's nothing about this episode. You could take this episode, put it into TNG, you could have Patrick oh, yeah. Stewart saying these lines, and it wouldn't make it anything no. other than the drabbest. Like, this is... This isn't even, like, the dregs. This is what happens when you deep fry the dregs, and then there's, like, shit left on the pan that's, like, carbonized. That's what's left. This is so watered down and nothing it's, like feels, we were talking yeah. about how hollow and tropey it feels there's oh, nothing so. here or substance this is um uh, go <laughs> we're like racing to just rant <laughs> about shit how show, shitty yeah. this is executive <laughs> story editor kenneth biller didn't like the portrayal of latika saying the show suffered really? from child actor syndrome if you yeah. remember, there's a kid that Paris is accused of threatening, and you ultimately wish that he had. <laughs> I'm going to feed you to the demons. No. Dude, actually, okay, so the child uh, uh, had, he didn't have these. He provoked two positive moments from the show. One, when Paris threatened to eat him because he's a child-eating demon, which was hilarious. Yeah. And two, you see a little bit of Paris' humanity when he, he's like, all right, this kid's annoying as shit, but he's going to die in about 12 hours, so I do feel yeah. bad for him. He's like, sorry, kid, I'm, you're on your way out. So those two moments <laughs> are nice. 
for the kid. And then they proceed else. to save him, and god damn it, that's the worst thing you could have possibly done, Paris. <laughs> yeah. That boy's gonna grow up to be an awful human being. I like how Kess walks onto the bridge and just, just like spaces out and no one but Neelix who gaslights her in the entire episode and like just saying, no, 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 those are just stories and like oh, everyone just proceeds to ignore until she goes, no, no, I, I can, you know, does you, her best Diana Troy. Wait a man explain her own culture and her own race to her, Neelix. <laughs> and he does it like three times asshole. in the episode until the EMH turns up and goes, no, you're actually like, you're like pre, you're pre, pre-cog. Anyway, bye-bye. And yeah. Neelix just stands there like, you hitting on my lady. <laughs> you know what I also well, just realised? Uh, Doc is actually another good part of the episode. I yeah, we're all going to be fighting each other to be to be the best part. The doctor, the doctor, the doctor. <laughs> yeah. um, you know what I also just realized, right? Is that even if this episode had like really juicy character development for Paris or like a really good, you know, like moral dilemma for Janeway, it all gets undone at the end anyway. This is literally the most pointless episode of Voyager ever because it literally didn't happen. It didn't happen. There isn't really it's, a moral it's a to the story. It didn't happen. Apart from it was like, all the deception. Janeway has a breakthrough and goes, oh, actually, no, fuck the Prime Directive. I'm going to tell them everything to save them. And, like, yeah, it's yeah, undone. Yeah, and that there development is, an... is immediately underwritten. She's, she's, she encounters well... the resistance from a bad RPG, you know, like, who are you? Well, we're the resistance. <laughs> By the way, we have this quest for you. Blah, 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 you know. It's, it's weird because, it, so, in one essence, you're right. The characters didn't actually develop on screen. But for the viewer, they did. You learned that Paris can be compassionate. You learn the Janeway will fuck the Prime Directive at the drop of a hat. You you know, they do show a little bit more of Chakotay and Tuvok the infighting, which hmm. for people who say the show is resets at the end of every episode, and they're not wrong. We did get a little bit carry through. The from problem that, is the, that the all of this is there. already done in Caretaker, and Caretaker at least like devoted time to it and made people emote. Whereas here, all of these things are very, pardon me, muted and just very. There's there's no chemi- like we said there's no chemistry going on here apart from the the child's like body going out the window like fucking okay let's just, talk about these these no shitty power. these shitty non aliens zero uh, yeah. effort not yeah. not a trill spot they give them yeah. literal human guns yeah like there's absolutely nothing about them that I'm is surprised. any other than the pajamas that no one else would wear that's the only thing yeah. they do to differentiate them i'm surprised tom paris didn't say oh a primitive gunpowder projectile or something like that you know <laughs> you know what i would have given them points if there had been a name check of the planetary uh a parallel planetary earth development theory you know hodgkin's oh, yeah. law or whatever it is yeah. if they had man- if they had said that i would have been like cool you get an instant pass because you bring up that funny <laughs> idea that's that shit's hilarious i'm sorry every time they bring it up it's hilarious but they don't no. um and it's meant to underscore the allegorical nature of the story right it's meant to be these are just like us look they even use guns like yeah. us and it looks like us and but then they don't do anything with the story. Like, there's no. no actual meaningful debate about nuclear power or its dangers or its upsides here. It's all just plot ex machina to get to the next boring scene where someone points yeah. a gun at another character. There's a, there's a lot, lot of, of that going on in a here. A lot of filler in this episode yeah. of them just going, this science talky point and this, this experiment and then this science talky point and, oh, we're breaking through and, oh, no, wait, you monsters, it was us all along. How could you? You know what? You know what would have helped here? Imagine that scene happens where, like, they're they're having the weird demonstration outside the power plant, 
but a third character gets like knocked on the head or whatever and it turns out that guy actually is from the government and he is like a government <laughs> stooge who's meant to be infiltrating them and then you could have a conversation about this world mm. between people who are invested in it and who want to protect it versus you know who are like oh but they've I'm, got 40 I, I'm minutes just, uh... and everyone needs a line because that's what they're billed for <laughs> I guess, but like... No, Stars, you were closer when you said just rewrite the whole thing. It's not, <laughs> yeah. add, it's not add an yeah, amnesia yeah. subplot. Like, that's never made any story better. Oh, no, not an amnesia subplot. Like, at least you have the guy get knocked on the head just like Janeway, so he has a reason to fall in with them. And it turns out that they're the, he's the character that they think Janeway and Paris are. Because it's like, you know what the other problem is? is that this planet is so utterly untextured. There's no... Yeah. There's no, like, history to it. Like, they mention an accident at another power plant, and that's the only thing we ever get about this plant of note, right? Apart from the mm. fact that it uses polaric energy. Well, and it's like... we know they have dog tracks. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's like, it's really hard to give a shit about the planet when the two sides of the, like, your thing are people who live on this planet who don't care and people who are on a ship and who don't give a fuck because they literally got here five hours ago. Like... They don't. No, no, there's no reason for these characters to give a shit about each other, and they don't. <laughs> you just bob along demons. until the next like contrivance. Demons yeah, from the, the, so can we talk about the amount of tropes that were in this episode? So, oh, we're just from the next town over. There's another one. Oh, and there's the whole the whole gunfight scene where he's like, "I am wounded, and now I am dying. Go on without me, Catherine." And you know, <laughs> you know what? That reminds me of something that Auto said about magic to me and sins go mad, right? Which is that, like, he said in that episode that um, one of the characters should have died earlier on so that you feel the stakes more. Mm. You should have had Paris just die. Yeah. Although what you wouldn't have had his amazing timekeeping skills. He can look at any clock and work out the difference in time, no matter if the sun's <laughs> at a different angle or if the planet rotates at a different speed. He's there. He's got it. Yeah, like, he's borderline He's human genius. sundial, Tom Paris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, have him die. Like, what purpose does it serve? Like, you've, you're already going to unwrite the episode anyway. Yeah. Apart from bonding with the kid in, like, five seconds at the end of the episode, he doesn't really do a lot. Yeah, exactly. He, he exists to be compassionate and oh. then get shot. Mm. He is Rain Man because he's got an incredible mind for numbers, apparently, which yeah. we learn. Yeah. It, it does feel, it felt low budget to me, too. Mm. Uh, I know they said that mm. um, they had planned like uh, to do a little more set dressing early on when they flip between the damaged future planet, yeah. and then which we didn't even get a name for, and then like the happy, healthy, nuclear-powered planet. So... <laughs> Uh, but just everything, like even the location stuff, just felt like kind of like a, a like a college kids went out and filmed stuff with their their handheld. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does feel like that. Which yeah. is surprising from Les Lando, like considering the body of work that he's had. Like this just feels like maybe this was his. Like, okay, I'm here. Let's uh, film that, film that, film that, and it's lunch. It's very workmanlike. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a case of. Um... I almost wonder if this was an episode that we were meant to get more of a scale of things like, you know, that were changed, more of an alien feel, and then maybe it got scaled down because they had to massively reshoot Caretaker. And it was like, this was considered the easy one to hit yeah, and maybe. change. Like, yeah, because I know that, that was probably quite expensive. Yeah. yeah. The people don't look like aliens. There's like not much time to rewrite the script to make it legible. It's like, right, we've had this idea and just, it's by the numbers, temporal plot, cliche moment, techno babble. Punch it, get it out of there. The yeah. most scathing, the most scathing thing I can say about this episode is it's uh, the argument for the ten episode serialization format. 
Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's never been a more filler episode of Star Trek than this. Definitely not. How yeah. about how about we, we, we cut to the chase and do some best and worst moments? Okay. Mm. Uh, Otto, let's start with you. Best and worst moments. I'm all locked in today. Um, although my mind just blanked. So uh, <laughs> the worst moment is, is the scene that you just mentioned where uh, enemy at the gate and some guy comes out with a little <laughs> pineapple logo. Well, who are you guys? <laughs> he, he looks like the bad guys from Friday's Child. You remember like the high T ear? Yeah, and they yeah, throw yeah. the little boomerang that makes a, mm. a slide whistle noise. He's got the same <laughs> outfit as them. Do you know how They've much got like, security literally... there is on like nuclear power plants in this country? It is yeah, there's three you have gods. to be vetted like fifteen times. You have to have like recommendations and you have to have constant. A nuclear like, power plant, incidentally, where shots were fired yesterday after a violent demonstration at the fucking yeah. gate. No, it's one like... guy and everyone's apparently on a lunch break. Sorry, carry on auto. Not even any workers. I forget what I was gonna say now. Oh sorry. <laughs> You're talking about the scene uh, with the, the pineapple guy. Oh, yeah. And so then the best moment is uh, the, the paradox reveal. That's like the only legitimate. Mm -hmm. uh, they did it. They, they tried with some Trekno Babel early on for whatever it's worth. But the only real like legitimate. This is great Star Trek feel to me is the, is the reveal there. So, yeah. Okay, stars. Best. All right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to ruin your life right now. I'm going to say best moment is the entire scene with the doctor and Kess. It's fine. Um, because guess what? That's the only part of this episode that requires this to be set on Voyager. If you didn't have that yeah. episode, that, that part with the Doctor where he's like, oh, I don't have your medical histories. Oh, well, uh, the previous ship's Doctor was dead and we didn't, you know, like, we just came aboard. And it's like, oh yeah, and you would have had been onboarded by the ship's Doctor, who is me, who doesn't get told shit, of course. And then there's a whole other crew, and then he's like... <laughs> and you can just see the yeah. EMH the EMH's personality forms in that one moment and he decides he's going to be annoyed for the next seven years um, I should take up it's like you know stuff like yeah I should take up opera I should take up Apollo programming yeah. I should wear a smoking jacket um, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like she's the healthiest member of her species that I've ever seen the only member of the species I've ever yeah. seen don't remember the turn don't forget to turn the program up before you leave like he's I kind of wish that had been turned he? into yeah. a catchphrase yeah no because he's just like fuck it I'm along for the ride um but like, that's the most charisma and energy anyone brings to any of their scenes so that's the best moment by far yeah I think um, that his his bon vivant personality in that moment just served to highlight how absurd the rest of the episode was. People are yeah. trying to get real serious about this real serious yeah. disaster, but it just wasn't that serious because he had the child actor, he had the candy corn suits, he had the real guns. It's like, yeah, no. the doc yeah. called you guys out on that one. Yeah, I think worst moment would have to be oh god, there's so much to choose from. How do I choose just one? <laughs> um, Probably when they first appear on the uh, planet back in time, and the kid just screams, <laughs> and then it's like the god is like, "You've been reading too much Dark Storm comics, child. <laughs> Go along and have some sleep in a confection bar." Oh yeah, the confection like, bar. Yes. <laughs> like fuck off. That, fuck that just, off with that you just says like we have this point in the script. We need to come with an alien language. So I'm just going to put confection bar in brackets, and then they ran with it. <laughs> Like, no, Not even like call it like a, a, a chocovat bar. Yeah, call some it chocovat nuts. Get, Get some of those. Yeah, what, 
literally that easy to scramble the words around. You're a fucking sci-fi writer. I can't eat a confection bar. I'm allergic to confection. By the way, I'd like to remind people that the story was penned by David Kemper. Carry on. Yeah, yeah. You can keep it on. Yeah. Like I just, it's so stock and boring and these characters have no life to them i don't give a shit about this planet like that's the problem with star when star trek is at its most academic and it's most boring it's like a planet is going to explode because of their own short-sightedness what should you do and it's like i don't care like and then it's like the reason you make how, how do you make me care you give these characters names and you give them personalities and you give me mm. reasons to be invested in them you give me like that old man who like thinks that Janeway is his daughter and is gonna you know, wants to break into the jail because he thinks his like, wife is in there. You give me, you know, that one monk that um freaking uh, comes aboard and he gets drunk because he's never drunk anything in his life and he has no enzymes to deal with alcohol. Give me a character. Give me someone who has a larger than life bon vivants about them. You don't need to. They're from the Kalto province. That says it all. That says it all. Like, yeah, it just there is not a single oh. character in who I give a shit about, and that includes the main cast, apart from the EMH in this episode. Everyone is bland as like the most unbuttered toast. And your best friend? Star <laughs> Star Trek's um uh morality play stuff is the best where mm -hmm. they first set a good story, mm -hmm. they draw you in you're following along with the story, and then you get that little hitch, you're like, oh, okay, they're telling the allegory. It's that little moment where you're like, all right, they're drawing the parallel. In this yeah. one, there was no such switch to flip. From the beginning, they're like, these are just humans, uh, mm -hmm. and we're going to tell you the allegory, yeah. like a nuclear yeah. power, right from the start. There's no subtlety there. There's no nuance. They, they, they don't even draw you into the story first before flipping the switch on you. Which Absolutely, I, yeah. Yeah. It's almost like an insult to my intelligence. Like I don't mean to to, to pull out that cliche, but it's I like, come, come on, guys, throw us a little bit more than just Trek <laughs> no. Babel. You know what this episode is? This episode is like if uh, Chakotay was telling that story about the scorpion and the frog to Janeway and Scorpion, <laughs> and then he just said there was a, a once a scorpion and a frog who wanted to cross the river. The scorpion killed the frog. The end. <laughs> yeah. like that's the that's the story there's no attempt to build up a a, a dialogue or a conversation it's just croak 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 and your allegory yeah. is complete 45 minutes are now consumed you're welcome <laughs> well done yeah there you go enjoy your bland to... flavorless content <laughs> i will eat you mean your confection bar content. yeah <laughs> yeah enjoy, enjoy your stock dry barely chocolate confection bar how many kelto branded confection bars have you can this episode? <laughs> oh we've got it already hold your horses hold your horses yeah. no but i think that's gonna what be about it. you idol what's your best and worst uh it's really hard to pick a best on this because I don't think there is one. I I don't know if I can. I like Tom's hairstylist. Yeah, oh, I, I like Tom trying to convince Harry that no, I don't even like that. That just feels very sleazy, Tom. <laughs> I'm looking at these two sisters. I don't know. It's just also bland, isn't it? Is nothing. You've already stolen the possibly the two that I I may have picked. Um, I'll go with my worst. I don't like how Neelix just 
mansplains to Kess. Like, he's like, no, 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 they're just stories. No, no, no. And then later on, he does exactly the same thing. And then Tuvok does it as well. It's like, no, no, no. She's clearly a crazy woman. She can't detect things. Logic dictates. And like, Kess is just sitting there spacing out, just like, and I've just done too many fucking drugs, man. I can just see through space and time. <laughs> I wish that was the characterization we'd gotten. That would have been more interesting. Whilst wearing her was auto described her Lego wig, um, which is not and her Spider Man. Like a wig and Spider Man. I'm pretty oh, sure they God use that on Arachnia later, but I'm sure, yeah. Someone come <laughs> I cannot think of a best. I don't know. Is there Come a on, best my fleet of spider ships. Maybe I like the idea of the plot like being oh we caused it all along but it's such a trope it's if you like imagine you live in a world where you've never seen any other television apart from these first three episodes of star trek voyage you think this is the most transcendent shit in the world like oh my god that's revolutionary she went back in time and caused the very disaster they were causing in the first place i'm like no have you not seen planet of the apes um but uh i don't know I can't know. Man, you know what would have improved this episode? It. If if Janeway had fallen to her knees at the climax and been like, <laughs> you idiot, <laughs> you blew it up! Yeah, yes. <laughs> like, that would have improved it. And the fact that I... Uh, I don't know. I mean, Polaron's a cool word. We could use that for something, surely. Polaric, <laughs> yeah. Polaric, oh yeah, yeah. that's it. See, I've even got the word right, you're paying that little attention. <laughs> I, I just think the more I think about this episode, the angrier I get. So maybe I'm not going to put a best moment in. <laughs> oh my God. Hey on, hey on. I've just seen the most damning accolade that this episode could have ever Did achieved. Did it win a Razzie okay? or something? In 2019, Higgy Pop noted this episode as one of the time travel stories of the Star Trek <laughs> franchise. It sure was. <laughs> It sure was. It sure was a time travel episode. Oh dear. As one of like what damning like, I fucking scrap the rest of the review. Just post that up. That's our review of this fucking episode. Christ. Okay. Is our rating going to be what, what did you say? It's going to be Calton brand yeah. confection bars. That's it. <laughs> bland Calton. I had I had Calto brand confection bars, and I also had Dark Storm comics because I thought that was hilarious. It's very nineties, <laughs> but no, the Calto brand confection bars is hilarious. Uh... I'm going to break Idle. precedent. We're I'm, starting with you. I was, well, exactly what I was just about yeah. to do. I'm going to go, ha, fuck you, it's my show. Uh, one. <laughs> one. Oh, it is, young man. I think it is a one. I don't... Maybe a 1.5. No. I couldn't even think of anything good to say about it, and it's boring as fuck, so why would I watch this again? Yeah. One. one. I, yeah, uh, I, can't, yeah, I can't argue that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be slightly more generous, and I'm going to give it two Kelto brand confection bars out of yeah. ten. I would give it a one if not for that Doctor um, Doctor scene. I think that EMH scene is hilarious, but uh, it's the only part, good part of it. I'll go 1.5 for that then, yeah. I'll give a 0.5 for the... It was watchable. I wasn't right. offended, and the Doctor was okay. Okay, also. <laughs> yeah, I always remember it being... Kind of a cheesy episode, kind of a filler mm. episode, but this time through, I'm I'm legitimately getting offended at how stupid <laughs> they think the audience must be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, it's not unwatchable. There's been episodes of Star Trek where I'm like, I just hit pause. I'm like, I'll try again later. Mm. It's not that bad. <laughs> Do you ever it's think that the Buffy was airing alongside this? Buffy the Vampire Slayer was airing alongside Christ. this. I might have to get into watching Buffy. Buffy. If this is the alternative, yeah. Um, all right. How many? How many Calto brand confection bars? 
Every time that phrase runs through my head, I drop another tenth of a point off. I think we're right. <laughs> but, yeah, I got to say it out loud before it stops dropping. 2.8 Kelto brand 2. confection 8. bars out wow. of 10. Mm, 2.8. Wow. It's going to be like three, it's gonna be yeah. three point something, but it's just actually not good television. It's, just it's not good Star yeah. Trek. So Idol and I were talking last night. He's like, boy, we're kind of tough. Like the average is six point something. I'm like, well, we're, we're averaging what we think the rating is for Star Trek, which we all love. And we're going from best to worst. Hmm. Like not only is this bad for Star Trek, this is like sub-basement regular television too. So. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend this to anyone. This, this, if I was going to do one of those things where I'm like, oh, you only watch the good episodes or the important episodes of Voyager, this would make the cut instantly. This would be like, cut, gone, gone. Don't even, yeah. don't even look at it. Fucking, wait, save yourself 45 minutes and have like a really long jerk-off session instead. It's far more, <laughs> like, <laughs> you get far more out of that. If you love Voyager and you want other people to love it too, recommend that that they not watch this mm. one you know so we've averaged you know what's now... awful so go on. in 2017 netflix announced that time and again was among the 10 most rewatched star trek episodes probably because it's at the start Why? of the season they watch this and then they stop <laughs> they go what no that's <laughs> true they only have four voyager episodes to rate because everyone quit after this one it's like quick someone's watching season six episode what why are they doing that <laughs> They got past time and again. Maybe, Holy shit! Maybe we shouldn't keep showing them the same clip from Caretaker over and over again. <laughs> yes. So we in the one where they're this... going up the escalator in the in the <sighs> airport. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have rated this a two point one. So this is now still too generous. I'm going to do this new. I'm going to give a little update on where it sits in the rankings. So this is actually our third worst rated episode so far, above Charlie X really. and Code of Honor, but not as bad as A Man Alone. We enjoyed A Man Alone a lot more. That's about right. Yeah, and I feel like this is. I, I agree with previous me. You mean Huey Lewis and the Ooze? Huey Lewis and the Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Man, Come on, we, take your victory we, we lap gave that. We gave that guy so much shit in that episode, but man, just thinking about him brings me so much joy compared to Ty Nola and the fucking dipshits in this episode. Yeah. So well, I've also been, I've been taking averages all over the place and I've been rating Star Trek as a whole and what we think of it. Mm. This has taken it from a 6.1 to a 6.0 with the episodes so far that we've watched. This is lower than the quality. by a whole point one. This has taken a whole point one off the average. So Don't worry, we when it. we get to like season four, or it's going to start going absolutely shocking up but we're lowering the average already so that's that's bad news but if you want to see all these ratings and all the episode reviews i know i'm going to do the shilly thing now because i have to uh you can go to our mm, website to. which is trek-time.com and have a little section on there for star trek trek ratings we'll have it all on there that should update when they air um and go check it out and come to our discord and all that kind of jazz and uh like and subscribe blah 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 and, uh, and do that as well <laughs> and we'll be back in a couple of weeks with Enterprise's very own Strange New World. So keep an eye out for that and enjoy this. Um, hey, guys, when we record that Enterprise episode, let's all remember what we're wearing today and put those same shirts back Absolutely. You're should, right. Yeah. We should I'll, do that. Co I'll coordination sure is important. I'll make sure I've drunk the same yeah. amount of tea uh, as well and, and, yeah. and the same bottle. I'll make sure I've drunk exactly this much Pepsi. Yeah. Guys, yeah. continuity check. Can we please start the watch along with that? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> People need a sense of continuity. More continuity than time and again. Guess what? That was a more fun scene than you'll ever see in time and again. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys later. Live long and prosper. Ta-ra.